Welcome to Conversations with Healers, a podcast and video interview series that features intimate, soulful, and cozy conversations with self-healers and healers. Healer to healer, we dive into all aspects of self-healing and healing and being and becoming a healer. I am Damla Aktekin. I am a healer and the host of this podcast, and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. If you are new to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe so that you can be aware of new episodes. I also invite you to visit adropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com, where I share a lot of free resources for self-healing and healing, and you can take a free quiz to find out what your energetic wounds are and how they may show up in your life. Discovering what your wounds are is the first step in healing them. I hope you enjoy this episode. There is one more thing I would like to share with you before you listen to this episode. I created a wonderful container to help you process the collective trauma of the pandemic and begin to heal your energetic wounds. It is an energy healing membership called Chakra Bliss Vault. Every month you will receive three new crystal healing sessions Plus, you'll immediately have access to my entire energy healing recording library when you sign up. The membership is really affordable and will continue to be so. You can find out more about it at adropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. I invite you to make your healing a priority and invest in your well-being by becoming a Chakra Bliss Vault member. Hello everyone, this is Damla with A Drop of Om, and I have here with me today Baljit Rayat. I'm so excited to have you here, Baljit. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me, and Baljit is an Akashic Records consultant and teacher. She's an intuitive soul purpose mentor, mentor, sacred geometry soul artist, and conscious DJ. I'm so excited to dive into all of those. (laughs) (laughs) but can you tell us in your own words um what led you to this journey what led you to doing what you're doing now and and walking in this healer path yeah um yeah it's it's quite a big story I'll try to make it short but uh I was going through um, massive depression and anxiety. I actually was diagnosed with a panic disorder. So if you can imagine having panic attacks almost every day, uh, it was, it came out of nowhere um, in 2003. And I was living, you know, the high sex in the city life, working in Toronto, Ontario at a architect firm. My background was in architecture. And I didn't really understand like where this was all coming from. So I went on antidepressants and, um, you know, that kind of helped, but it still masked my emotional self and what I really wanted to do in life. And 
eventually I decided I wanted to, to heal and heal naturally, like come off the antidepressants. And I found a naturopathic doctor and a homeopathic doctor that helped me wean off the antidepressants. And I was warned that I might have a healing crisis and I didn't really understand I didn't understand what a healing crisis was, but basically a healing crisis is when you're, you know, purging all the stuff that's been pent up inside of your, your system. And it comes out as actual symptoms that you've been having uh, full on. And, uh, and now I've realized you don't need to manifest a healing crisis to shift. But back then I didn't understand how to, you know, I didn't understand that concept. So I ended up having a huge relapse and my panic attacks came back even stronger, not realizing I was going through this big purge and I became almost, I was having suicidal thoughts. So then I was like, okay, I, I need support. Like, what do I do? And it was in that moment, I took out a journal and I sat outside in the balcony in Toronto and I wrote down and it was my first conversation with God source, whatever you want to call it. And I said, okay, God, what do I do? And please show me the way. Do you want me to leave my body or do you want me to stay? And it was in that moment of me requesting to the universe, making that powerful request initiated something, something just shifted because I had surrendered. I stopped controlling. It was just like I surrendered. And the very next morning, it was like I could finally listen, hear my intuition and something shifted. And then that led me to going to this workshop about Akashic Records. And for those of you that don't know, know what the Akashic Records are, it's the record of your soul. It records every word, thought, action, event. And um so when I had a, a session within the Akashic Records, um, it was just mind-blowing. It was so different from having a psychic reading because a psychic will tell you one trajectory, but the reality is we have many trajectories and we can choose the least joyous path, the most joyous path, or even the mediocre path. And there's no right or wrong, but I noticed that I kept choosing the most victimized, least joyous path and realizing that I can actually choose the most joyous path that is more empowered. And instead of deferring my power outside of myself, I was reconnecting to that power and my intuition inside of myself. And then when that happened, basically my panic attacks went away. I started to recognize that the panic attacks were as a result of my fear of really being seen because I was raised in an East Indian upbringing. So I was um, a certified people pleaser, just making everyone happy, <laughs> getting good grades and everything, and um, not really connecting to myself. I was connecting to what other people wanted. So that's what really initiated this journey of like, oh my God, I need to learn the Akashic Records. I need to teach this as well. Um, because it's, a, it's such a powerful tool to have, to have access to, um, to call back your power. But yeah, that's what happened. I love, I love all of it. And um, as you're talking, my mind is going straight to how did conscious DJing come out of this? 
that's I think that's the first stop I want to I want to go to can you tell yeah right how did that happen (laughs) (laughs) well it's so fascinating because before I had my transformation or the awakening I want to call it I was a raver like I'd always go to raves and I was more interested in electronic music and being on the dance floor and I was like what is this thing where I just want to dance and just be with the DJ you know minus the drugs and all that stuff but it was just like the frequency I didn't really understand that till after when I was learning the Akashic Records um, I I was actually dating someone uh, this was back in 2010 and he was a DJ and uh, and he knew that I loved electronic music and he one day he was just like if you were to do something what would it be and I said I've always saw myself DJing and doing events like transformational events and he was like okay great so he took out his mixer and I was self-taught. He made me, uh, he taught me how to DJ, but then he made me do DJ sets uh, while he would just be sleeping. And then the next day he would critique it <laughs> and there'd be like half hour sets. And it was also the work that I was doing on myself to build that confidence. Cause if you think about it, this is your creative energy and it's putting yourself out there and being seen. So it did take me a while. And then by 2016 and 17, I actually just came out of a closet of being a DJ and um, started to do more events and uh, transformational events as well. So in like domes uh, at the planetarium, um, facilitating healing with music. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like, um, so you you got in touch with your Akashic Records. You sort of got in touch with all these possibilities and, and different vibrational paths in and around you. And then it seems to me the, the work that you're doing is sort of combining all of that. Um, yeah. I think I want to touch upon next the star activation, which I know you also use some of the, the music and some of the, the sacred geometry, which I feel like that'll be next or in, it, together, however. Yeah. How did they all come together, right? <laughs> right. Um, so the star activation, uh, it was a method that was channeled through me and it's a, a sacred geometry that channels light, color, sound at a very high frequency that is non-auditory. And how that came through was when I... Um, learned the Akashic Records, I was also doing a lot of healing, working with galactic energies, and then I was still working full-time at an architect firm. (laughs) So one day I was working on a a site plan, and uh, which is an aerial view of a site of like, here's where the store is, and here's the parking lot, the parkade. And um, I just started to see these geometry on on the on the computer and I started to play around with it and all of a sudden I just started channeling and my coworker was like what are you doing because she felt the energy and I said I don't know but this feels familiar so instead of working <laughs> I spent like an hour channeling these geometric images and then at lunch I sent it home and then went back to work, you know, did my thing. And then when I went home, um, I printed out the geometric images and I had this homecoming experience. And what I did was 
I did a future progression on myself in my Akashic record. So I met with my future self asking what these images are. And I was shown that these are called star activation. So basically we all have access to our galactic self. Um, and here we are existing in this three-dimensional realm, this physical realm, but we have access to all the dimensions. And um, part of those dimension is our galactic dimension, which um, carries a very high frequency. And by accessing that, we're able to deprogram anything that's been repressing us from our gifts and from our truth. So really tapping into our power. So these geometric images act as a gateway for you to access your higher self, your higher galactic self to receive frequencies there. So the energy is coming from yourself, your higher galactic self. And so from that, um, I've been doing like a lot of um, teleseminars uh, just worldwide. I've done a lot of in-person events and then how I've combined that with music is I've led uh, three events in a planetarium in the star dome where there's sacred geometry in the, in the dome. And then that was facilitated with meditation, a guided meditation activation with ambient electronic music. So I combined sound and geometry together. Um, so having those senses be met, the purpose is that our brain can only do so much, but what geometry does and what music does is that allows you to go beyond what your human brain can understand to heal. And that's why I love merging that together. It's, it's like the artist brain. Yeah. Yeah. And my experience with your work is you, you very generously offer free star activations sometimes. And I've also um, came across some of your images and music on your social media and website as well. The images to me are very, like I can get lost in them. <laughs> just stare in them, you could keep, it's like, um, I have a picture of Metatron's cube on my um, bookshelf here. It's a yeah. bit like, I love looking at it and just seeing, like getting lost in it. And then it's also, my experience is a lot like, with just the, the image that you're showing, not the music, not adding the animation to it, but with just the image, it's like, I can see almost like something cellular in it. Yeah. Molecular. It's like you say, it's, it's primal, but it's, it's not just primal. I like how you described it earlier. You said wordless. I like that. Um, so, and what I see you doing is you're taking all of this and putting it in a way that people can experience. And I also know that you do this, not just in an event or a group healing, you also do this for, for people personally. How does that work exactly? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when I was doing more of like the global universal activations, um, I started getting people asking me to do individual like customized star activations and I was like oh and um so when I started doing the customized soul I call them star activation soul blueprints so when we get a I think of architecture there's always a blueprint for a building but our soul also has a blueprint that is very unique and specific we all are very unique we all have a very unique frequency as well so it can never be duplicated and 
what I've noticed when I was doing these custom, and I still do them, I do customized soul blueprints um, for people. And it basically acts as like a talisman, as a guide um, that specifically shares um, stuff around your gifts, what direction that you need to go into. Um, maybe there's something that you really need to heal that you've been avoiding. And it really varies on the the person themselves um, when I do the customized soul blueprint. And then I, it acts as an energy tool so they can use it for their own self-healing and also use it for color therapy as well. Sometimes they print it out and uh, color it or they print it out and frame it as a reminder of their soul. And so again, everyone is unique. So sometimes they shift like in that moment or they need like a few months to integrate the information that came through because they realize that they're meant to channel a book <laughs> that they've been resistant to and, the, and then they get confirmation. So most of the times that, and what I love about this, that's not auditory is I give it a week long process, meaning that I still work with an architectural software when I channel these sacred geometric images for people. And I'm not talking to them. We're basically like communicating. I'm my higher self is communicating with their higher self and I'm getting the direct information. So I'll receive information without the interference of our, I want to say our human words, our human resistance. And then at, when we do a follow-up call, um, it's pretty profound because I usually don't know much about the person, but it's exactly what they need to hear because it's just confirmation or something so profound that they're like, oh my God, I've never told anybody that I wanted to create this. And now I feel ready to, to share that to the world. Yeah. 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 And, uh, it sounds to me, it's very much like, a, um, when I work with people one-on-one, I call it a co-creative process because I'm not forcing anyone into anything I'm sort of sensing and feeling and communicating what I'm sensing and feeling then the same with them it sounds to me you're in a similar space of um, nonverbal communication are there, are there, I'm just curious this is more for, for my curiosity but are there things like for, for you as a healer like guide posts or like um, little rituals if you will like do, do you do you feel when it's coming in and you rush to the computer or like is there a process to this yeah. creative yeah. journey for people you know I'm I'm so happy you brought this up because it is a process of really intuitively listening and it's like as soon as I know you know this is like as soon as there's an agreement of you working with the client it's like your souls have already made that contract you know and you can kind of figure out feel into what's going to happen next. But I recently, um, I did an Akashic Records session on someone and they got like a package of Akashic Records and the Soul Blueprint. And right when we scheduled to do the Soul Blueprint, um, she actually had cancer. And my intuition was like, we can't get started. Like she's complete. And I was sitting with there and I was like, why can't I get this started? Like there's so, I can't pierce through it. And then I messaged her just to check in. And, and then I realized I was like, oh, she's, she's ready to leave her body. So it was like, in that moment, I realized that she actually, this was what she needed 
Um, and that was me listening of her transitioning. So I knew in that moment not to channel this old blueprint. And, and that was like my very recent first experience of actually not channeling this old blueprint for someone because the guidance was that they're not, they're ready to cross over. Um, which is the understanding of this soul blueprint and this incarnation of the human body. So something really integrated there. And so when it comes to me starting the process of working on someone's soul blueprint, I always start at the center of the, I call it the bindu point, and it's like the, the heart space. And from there, I expand out with the geometries and it really depends on the person because sometimes it's like full on rush of energy and it's like, I'm done in like two hours <laughs> or less, usually around two hours or it needs at least four, four hours to, to work through and it's working through increments like at night. Um, so yeah, it really depends because I am working with the person's higher self, like you said, as a co-creative process. So it's also being gentle with their energy field and them communicating with me of like, okay, let's, I'm ready to receive the next thing. Hmm. I love that. I love that. And you and I touched upon this a little bit, but um, I know another piece of your healing work has to do with sexual sovereignty. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Can you, can you tell us um, how that comes up? in the yeah. people that you work with? Yeah, so sexual sovereignty for me, um, I define it as healing all of your, your sexual traumas and sexual blocks even. We all have access to our sexual energy. It's our, our life force. And um, you know, through different programming of societal programming, cultural, religious, ancestral, parental, um, a lot of us have disconnected from our sexual energy or have treated it as a side dish. And when we're wanting to connect to our purpose and our gifts, uh, if we don't heal our sexual energy or really connect with it, it, it usually is harder to connect to our purpose or even have clarity, especially when it comes to connecting to our gifts, because a lot of it's creative gifts and, and connecting to that sexual energy, the womb space. Um, so I, it just started to happen where I was doing Akashic record sessions and almost like <laughs> a lot of sessions when someone's asking about their purpose or just like boundary stuff within their business, somehow we would go into the topic about sexuality and it could be extreme as like, I had a gentleman who wanted to know what his purpose is, but he um, was going through premature ejaculation. So he was like, those are my two things. And I was like, hmm, there's actually a connection here, <laughs> you know? And he was like, really? And I said, yeah. And so we actually went back to the story of like, um, you know, his own sexual blocks and uncovering that and how that actually related to his purpose. And he felt so empowered in coming back and like reclaiming that back, that big piece of part of himself. And it actually shifted his own sexual energy. Um, so it's such a, a big piece that 
many still don't recognize um, how important it is. And for me, my mission is to really um, allow us to be comfortable with their own sexual energy and, and really honor that and understand that that is our closest thing to our, our spiritual self as well. Yeah, I love that. And what that's sort of bringing up in me is um, I always see the, the first chakra as a bowl, the yeah. pelvic floor and the, the bone. And then what you hold in there is the second chakra, the, the fluid, the fluidity. And then, of course, second chakra, when we talk about it, there's a lot of um, the weight, the things that weigh us down are the guilt and the shame. Yeah. Right in there versus flowing freely um so definitely that has a lot to do with what we um we get the the safety and security we we stand on the feet and then we we fill up the container and then it gets refined through the heart and it gets refined through the throat and comes out and and the inspiration comes down and they combine and it's a whole, it's a whole beautiful thing. But. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the shame and guilt. Cause that's like one of the major, one of the major blocks that I, I've noticed, like a lot of people go through in regards to what gets stuck in the second chakra is the, the, the shame and the guilt. So, which affects everything. Yeah. Because there's a, there are a lot of constructs and programming around like what we're, what is right to feel what is right to do with our bodies right starting from a school age or you're you're taught to just sit down and not just mm. feel and move fluidly um but yeah i would love to know i know that your your work speaks a lot to the akashic records and it's almost to me like it's not so much knowing your purpose but from what I understand is it's a lot about choosing your purpose too, in a way, like you did when you you were in your moment of just surrender and saying, okay, what's next? <laughs> just now. Yeah. And I had a similar moment in my journey um, as a new mom. So I would love to know what you would say to someone who doesn't get or hasn't yet gotten in touch with their um, lighter possibilities and potentials I don't I don't want to say purpose because it's it feels very like just one thing but but let's say it purpose in the sense that something that would make them feel lighter and better in their bodies and in their lives what would you say to that person you know when I I hear that and it's so interesting I just had a client call today and it was similar to that but it was it was around about we have many choices that we can make and how do we trust ourselves that we're making the most aligned choice and, and feel confident in making that choice. And so the first thing is, is really sitting down and being like, okay, what are my choices? You know, maybe I, I want to have a child or maybe I want to go in this road and I'm not too sure uh, what to do next. And I would just make a list to write down each of those choices and feel into like on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest of what feels expansive and joyful and, and giving yourself permission to feel 
that expansiveness because that's your soul talking to you your heart's speaking to you as well and it's like oh yeah this there's no contraction here i'm not feeling this this stuckness or just contracting and that's how you know that your soul's meant to go in in this direction which may not fit a a, a template or a container that you expected yourself to you know be in um and so trust is a really big thing to have and trusting your own intuition. And I've noticed when one doesn't trust their intuition, um, they tend to defer most of their power outside of themselves. So they may get a ton of healing sessions done or just, you know, have many advice from some, you know, a bunch of other people and then never trust their own choice of where they really need to go. So trust is, is such a key thing to have. And if there is a, a block around trust, then you want to ask yourself on a deeper level, what's my relationship with trust and how can I build a deeper relationship to trust? Because that's a key thing. That's how we actually move confidently forward in our direction. If we don't have trust in, in our own gift or whatever choices that we make, the choices end up being a little watery. You know, it's, it's never full hundred percent. There's always going to be some sort of insecurity or block around that. So it's really important when you're making a choice to be, okay, do I have any resistance? And if so, what's underneath that? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think also it's, um, as you're speaking, what was coming up in my mind is like the purpose isn't just one set point there's it's always going to be fluid like we were talking about the second chakra there's going to be another turn another turn and then and I like what Abraham Hicks says with which uh, which is um you can't you cannot do wrong (laughs) there's you just keep making choices but you can you can make a different choice and a different choice and it just it adds up to um it comes down to for me being in the moment what's right for this moment what's right for today and then building on that and building on that um which brings me to I'm really curious what have you been learning lately in your own journey yeah well honestly just exactly that because I've noticed each day when I wake up I may have uh an intention to get a list done. <laughs> and then I, I actually go into my records most of the morning, I have my cup of coffee and I just open up my records and I'm like, okay, well, what's my focus today? Like what's, what's really um, my most aligned attentions that I need to, you know, achieve today. And, and how do I want to show up as well? Um, and so I've noticed that my energy has been like, oh, you need to rest more. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I realized that through that rest period, then the next day, or even in the evening, I get things done 10 times more like efficiently because I finally like really listen to my intuition to just rest for two hours or go for a walk and just move energy. And understand that, you know, especially during these transformational wild times, things that we may have thought 
we're going to look like, you know, in this year and next year, it's a little bit different. So <laughs> how can we really trust ourselves to be in the flow and understand that there's something deeper at work? There's something more profound at work. And when I've noticed that every time I've surrendered, you know, especially from right at the beginning, when I chose to surrender of, and the surrender is, is more of like surrendering the control it's it's surrendering of like okay universe like what is what is best and most alignment for me for me to do right now and listening to that deeply so i've noticed that that's been a thing that i've been really working through each day and and allowing that yeah it can be really scary right to surrender and say yeah we take a two-hour nap but I haven't gotten anything done. <laughs> I'll come back to it. My list. <laughs> yeah. more, more rested brain. Um, yeah. But it does because we always want, okay, what's next? Okay, like what's what's the result? What's the conclusion? What's the resolution? Yeah. Like we always want to be two, three, at least I should speak for myself. That's how my uh, natural tendencies, I want to see two, three steps ahead. And then I'm like, I can see ahead why am I still here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but then there's a purpose to being here, right? There's, there's How can I jump timelines? <laughs> yeah. I think for me, what I'm learning and relearning every day is like, there's some things to be enjoyed here, right? There's yeah. a, a lot to be enjoyed here if you're open to it. Like yeah, and, and, and integration too, right? Like being able to integrate the wisdom and integrate in that rest state and understanding that things are still working very deeply. You're just doing it on a whole nother level. So that's, that's been a big piece for me. Yeah. I love that. And I think also um, it's again, for me, my impatient nature, which working with crystals has helped because they have a whole other lifespan and time view than our very limited get things done thing versus there's no rush and and even in animals like I have a cat who is in no rush she can can all day she can like leisurely just lick herself like very (laughs) sexual sensual (laughs) and I'm like sitting on my desk just stressing there's no need just I could sit maybe a little bit more enjoyable (laughs) just get one more pillow or something so yeah it's um for me, at least, it's a it's not a perfect process, but I'm um, I'm adding that intention to my day a little bit more every day. I so, love that. Waljit, this has been an absolute pleasure. How can people find you, and what are you currently offering that they can take um, advantage of? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you can uh, find me at uh, belgeetriot.com. Um, and I am offering, uh, a 60 minute, I think it's around 60 minute. It's a audio visual journey called galactic journeys. And it's a intentional DJ set accompanied with the star activation images. So it'll help you boost your energy. Um, so that's my gift and, uh, you can find me on IG as well at I am Belgeet riot and, there's some mini activation clips there. And I also have a, a SoundCloud um, 
and it's under Anta Karana, so A-N-T-A-H and K-A-R-N-A, and you can find me there. Beautiful, and I know that you offer um, not just the personal readings and activations, but also occasional group activations, and you do... Um, you teach about Akashic Records as well as um, sexual sovereignty. Um, so there's a lot that one-on-one group work. So explore yeah. the website because there's lots there. <laughs> right, right. And I will include that and I will include a link to your free gift as well. Thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. And I really wanted to have you here because you're such a wonderful example of someone who just, um, I feel like you're like this little seed and just like the the image behind you, you sort of like exploded in all directions, like a little star. And you're like, let me oh, me, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> good. And I, I feel so much um, like when I look at you, I feel so much joy for you and in you. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Doing thank what you, you do. so much. Thanks for having me. And it's so funny how our background kind of represents us because I was thinking about your background being like very crystal and like you know I'm in a geode right now <laughs> having this having this interview <laughs> yeah thank you for having me yes thank you thank you so much for tuning in and listening to conversations with healers if this episode spoke to you in any way please leave a review or comment like or love it and share it with others in your life this is a true soul love project from my heart to yours I really appreciate your help in spreading the word. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and check out other episodes to listen to some extraordinary healing stories and advice. Have a beautiful and wonderful day.